Hello and welcome to the PK Podcast. We're going to be discussing state baseball today and other recruiting news that happened around Iowa. So let's dive in and discuss some of the big things that happened today because it was a loaded day, honestly. We saw a lot of great pitching performances. We saw It was pretty much chalk, I won't lie. The teams we all thought were going to win won, um, but... Still an electric day. Dwayne Banks feels just the energy's unmatched there. Love, love having it there. Principal Park's great, but Dwayne Banks Field. It's fun to have something in Eastern Iowa and see like City High's crowd, man. That they were just loaded. So, with that being said, uh, let's dive straight in. We're gonna be going it in depth for every single game, talking about who stood out, uh, who scored runs, all that stuff, and. Kind of the tail of the tape, who lost, why they lost, and who lost, and um, teams that played well, why they won. So let's dive into the first game. Iowa City Liberty took on Johnson. Johnson's the one seed. Liberty was the eight seed. Uh, the big story for this game, if you're watching, you could tell the runners in scoring position for Liberty was insane. They left 10 runners in scoring position. I mean, tef- 10 runners on a base this game. They had two chances with bases loaded to capitalize, but they just couldn't. Uh, credit to Johnson's pitching. Pierce Anderson was big. He he has really good swing and miss stuff. His control was a little bit lacking today, but he was able to get out of it, and that's all you ask him to do. Um, With, I mean, Willems, he had a nice day. Four innings pitched. He had four Ks in his outing with two earned runs he was pretty good I was, I was he's electric he has great stuff too he doesn't walk people which is always a plus he always makes the opponent put the ball in play um uh for Johnson also we saw a time we didn't end um it was Jack Emanuel he they both were able to spark some get some sparks on Johnson's offense um Emanuel had two hits and I believe he two um he had one RBI, I think, and then Tyne Whedon, he had a big bomb to center field, or his left field, and uh, he also had another RBI and a sack fly to center field. But yeah, Johnson does what they do. They don't make mistakes, and uh, they don't leave runners in scoring positions. I mean, runners on base, similar to what Liberty did. They know they left, I think, one runner in, one runner on base against Liberty, and that's ideal for you and when you're leaving 10 when you're leaving double digits on the board i mean there it's you're you're not going to win against teams that state and uh yeah it sucks out boyd skelly he had a great outing three innings pitch four k's two earned runs i was kind of shocked he got taken out that early but they must have had some plan coming into it i thought he was looking good uh he had a he had a he struck out the side, and I believe in the second inning. Um, yeah, he was—he's pretty electric, man. He has good—he has good stuff. I, it was cool to see him pitch really well. Uh, Vic Roy also was pretty good. Um, he had a double, I believe he had a, a run scored, and then Gardner hit a triple too for Liberty. So it's cool. It was a great game. The energy was hyped there. That—that that was the great. Great thing to see, especially with the 1v8 seed. Um, But, yeah, Johnson just kind of overpowered them. 
I'd say they kept it closer than I thought. My initial prediction was six to two. They did. It was six to three, so it was close, but I it wasn't comfortable at all at any point away. Liberty did a good job threatening every single time they were, they came up to hit. I was impressed with them. They're no pushover. They were definitely weren't any. If you were thinking they were going to be a pushover, I mean they beat they beat Iowa City Liberty and swept them with overmounted pitching. Like this team can beat the best of the best any given day. So it was impressive for Johnson to come out. It it definitely didn't feel like they handled them, but they they definitely did what Johnson does, which is just don't make mistakes, score score with the runners in position and then and uh take care of it pitching wise. Uh so that'll wrap up that game. Let's move on to Northwest versus Waukee, the big one that everyone is looking forward to. Two really good pitchers pitching. Uh, Anthony Watts going to Creighton. His his fastball was looking really good. He had, he has really impressive stuff. And then I, uh, Kaufman, he was pitching for Waukee. And uh, we'll go over their numbers. But, yeah, Kaufman kind of got jumped on by that Northwest offense. Now, Northwest didn't have a bad offense by any means coming in, but they were ranked – um, they were ranked fifth in OPS with the remaining teams. So I wasn't expecting them to jump and put seven on an ace-level pitcher like Kaufman, but they went out and did it, man. I mean, Burkle was out there. He got he had a triple, and he, he had two RBIs. He was big. He was big for the Wolves, and then Doyle had another triple with two RBIs. Um, yeah, they were... It was impressive to see Northwest's offense come out and do what they did to an elite pitcher like Kaufman. Because they, they really didn't... They, once they got out to that lead, I mean, you give Watts that cushion, cushion, I don't think there's any way you can really get something going against him, especially with the bottom half offense, not even including the teams at State. They had the... Uh, Waukee had a below average OPS compared to every other team in the state, so... I think it's a tough ask to say it's a tough ask for them to score seven runs in a game. And the pitching numbers went 6.1 inning pitch for Watts with 10 Ks and two earned runs. He was electric. Um, again, I don't know if that's his last start. I believe it is the way he, they were acting when they took him off. He, he hugged his coach, and they were all clapping for him, both Waukee and Waukee Northwest. Um he has had such a really, such a great career, and it was really fun to see how good he was this season. He's really electric. I mean, Waukee man, they produce pitchers out of that, out of that uh, town, man. And uh, then uh, Kaufman, he got hit around. He got 3.2 innings pitched. He had four Ks, three walks, four earned runs today. He, the four earned runs. I mean, that's a tough number, man. Three and in three innings, even up four earned runs. They just triples. Um, he didn't have the errors. Now, Waukee had five errors in this game, and you're not you're not beating any top eight team in the state with five errors, unless you're putting up a ten spot. So, I mean, they Kaufman just kind of got hit, and then the relief pitchers didn't get good defense behind them, and that's kind of you have to four nothing. That's reasonable. It would have been a four-two, I guess, in a in that fairy tale world that 
and uh, they don't make errors, but, I mean, it's tough. Uh, tough for Waukee. Great season for them. I wasn't expecting them to be this good this year. I mean, I'm not a coach or anything, so I don't know much about it during the season, but I felt like looking at the rankings every week and posting scores and all that, I wasn't expecting them to be as good as they were. Their pitching really was elite this year, so tough for them to see them drop out. I mean, Northwest, props to them, inaugural season. They are getting elite athletes at Walking Northwest. I mean, they've got they've got Watts, Burkle, Grisham, uh, Doyle, Samler was really good. But yeah, they this was a fun game to watch, man. I'm I was hyped to see this. This matchup lived up to the hype in a sense. I would you would want it to be closer. None of these games are that that like jaw dropping crazy. But, I mean, it was still fun to watch just because the atmosphere, the ump in this game was pretty pretty tight with the zone, too. I noticed that a lot of, uh, a lot of moments of Kaufman and Watts, like, walking off, doing this, the K-strut, and uh, just the ump just not doing anything. So, ump's, been, ump, umps have been pretty good at this state tournament, so it's not a shot to them by any means. I did hear about a Lewis Central thing yesterday that was pretty bad but other than that I've heard pretty decent things out of the umps so we'll move on to Prairie versus Dowling this game was I think one of the more electric ones you had Drew Morrow to getting the start against Maddox Freeze now Dowling's mindset for their pitching is not for Drew Morrow to go deep at all it's a uh, get those two innings pitch that they need so they put in Curran and that's just such a deadly form formula for them, man. Curran was, I mean, we'll get into it, but Curran was elite today. Um, so uh, Dowling beat Prairie eight to two. Um, the offense was really good for Dowling. A lot of hard hit balls, lots of doubles. Um, started off with Anderson getting a walk, and Baumler hitting an absolute bomb to the second. I mean to deep left field I, I believe that had to have been 100 off the bat I thought it was gone off the bat um and he scored and then uh after that Sheridan was clutch he had two RBIs in this game just kind of singles he had nice sharp singles up the middle he he might be pitching for them next round Gamble and Nicholson hit bombs that that's always exciting to see Gamble looked really good out there in the center field defensively and Nicholson also they're both just really good defensively and their bats have been really good this year too Gamble lower average but he hits bombs he's I believe he has seven on the season now and Nicholson I mean his offensive sets are ridiculous I mean I wouldn't say he was nuts today offensively but he had a double that sparked a huge rally kind of an error double but still his speed made it a double and then um he also hit a bomb at the end to make it 8-2. to two, Or I believe that was 7-2 to two at the time. So, yeah, he had a really good game. Fun to see those. Pitching numbers-wise, Jumaro had two innings pitched. He had a couple Ks. And then Evan Curran came in and shut the door. Gave up two hits in 5.2 innings. Um, yeah, he's, he's really good, man. He's 
he isn't that sidearm is just gross it's hard for hitters to pick that up and it's a uh, definitely fun to watch he's just electric with his style and um he just induces ground play uh ground balls i believe he forced 10 ground balls and they were all outs um yeah i mean prairie couldn't get anything going against him it was like just hitting a double i mean just getting a soft single and uh with like a ground ball with eyes basically um they never really had a moment of like here comes prairie uh, uh, Maddox Freeze got jumped on kind of right away. 3.1 innings pitched, four earned runs, and it uh, Dowling scored six while he was pitching. Uh, five strikeouts for him. He was he had he he had swing and miss stuff definitely. He he was getting hit. I mean uh, misses with his stuff, but um, he was just giving up a lot a lot of hits, a lot of hard hit contact, and. That ain't it. That won't cut it. I mean, their plan was for him to go pretty deep. He only went three innings. He had a high pitch count right away. Um, errors didn't help him. There were two errors while he was pitching. One at short. Uh, that was tough. I believe that sparked a rally. And then there's another error today that that screwed. I think it was a relief pitcher. Um, got Cooper Nicholson turned into a double. I think it was a tougher play, though. I wouldn't be too harsh about that. But overall, I mean, it was a, it was a cool game. That the home runs, I mean, Dowling can really hit bombs, man. They, they're impressive with their power. I mean, Nicholson's a threat. Larson's a threat. Bombley's a threat. Gamble's a threat. Um, Nahas, I think it is their first baseman. I really don't want to be, miss messing up his name. Um, I'm gonna double check his name real quick. Yeah, George Nahas. Hopefully I'm saying that right. He he hit a double too. He he's a threat. And this team, this Dowling team, man, they're young. They're super young. Nicholson's a junior. Bomber's a sophomore. Bo's a junior. Sheridan's a junior. Larson's a sophomore. Nahas is a junior. Jumaro's a junior. They got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys returning that were all really good. And, um, a dude. I mean, they're losing Evan Coran. That's a big loss, but. I mean, they'll they'll find the Dowling's a deep team. They've always been good. They're not going to be like just bad because they lost one really good pitcher. And I'm sure when Larson comes back, they're going to be. I mean, if this team wasn't injured, we'd be talking about how they're they could be a two seed or one seed. Because with Larson pitching, he had eight. He was an ace level pitcher last year. He's pitching game one against. I mean, in game one in state as a freshman. I mean. His stats this year were actually ridiculous. He had he pitched nine innings and had twenty four strikeouts. Uh, his control's been an issue. He had seven walks so and five hit batters in those nine innings. But he, I mean, he has electric stuff. So I wonder. I mean, his shoulder I know has been messed up. I just wonder if they're thinking of using him in the bullpen if they need outs. Um, I'm assuming they don't want to. They want Sheridan to go deep and then maybe bring in a Jake, a Jake English and then go Morrow, go Morrow and uh, Karen again for the championship game. But I wonder what they'll do. Baumler's also a two-way guy. He is, he is 90-plus stuff. He's 90-plus fastball. But I don't. he won't pitch. He has no innings pitched on the season. That'd be nuts if he pitched, so. 
yeah, this this Dowling team, man, they're really good. Uh, they're a fun watch too. They're electric. As for Prairie, I haven't even talked about them enough. I think they their offense just didn't explode as I believe as I thought it would. Um, it was just kind of limited due to how good Curran was. Um, they left on. I'll get an official number on how many they left on base. I don't think it was that much to be saying that they out they left five. Dowling left eight though, so yeah, they it was just they weren't getting a lot of hits and a hits in order. Like they were just kind of sp- spreading out their hits. Ruby had two hits. Landon Ruby played right field today, and uh, Brandon Blicko had a nice double that got them an RBI. But uh, overall, I didn't. There wasn't much of a threat at any moment besides early in the game when um, Curran was pitching. Uh, the And those two errors will kill you. Uh, one, let's see, I could find out where those errors were at. Uh, Sullivan at third base, he had a nasty, oh, yeah, that was a bunt. He, that was a nasty hop. Or not a bunt, it was a hard-hit single. It was just a weird hop that got past him. And then uh, Gage Martin had an error at a short. Which, I mean... I mean, shortstop in high school, if you're having elite defense at shortstop. Like, that's where I think Nicholson... He is such a good glove. It's impressive uh, to see him be that good at short. Because short in high school, I mean, that's hit or miss. There's errors all over the place for a lot of teams in 4A. So, it's always a hold your breath moment when someone gets hit hit at at short. So, especially with the speed you you have when you're younger, man. Um, other than that, there's not much to talk about for Prairie vs. Dowling. Kind of covered it all. So we'll move on to the last game: Indianola vs. City High. I mean, this was a bloodbath. 10-0 at State. Oh, run rule at state. That's a statement. I mean, uh, reading Jeff Johnson's article in the Gazette, he was they were talking about how because they saw Liberty stick around with Johnston, who's a higher seeded team, they wanted to bounce on top of them and just uh, make sure they weren't allowed to uh, stay with them and kind of eliminate all that hope. Um, Boschka really elite. He had uh, three runs, and uh, he had a triple. He was just getting on base. This this game was impressive because City High just their 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 um their plan at the plate. They were just seeing the ball really well against Blake. I wouldn't consider Brady Blake an ace pitcher right now. Well, he's an ace pitcher right now, but I don't think he'd be an ace on City High or on Dowling Prairie or those teams. So they were just ready for that. They were they pounced on him pretty quickly, and Blake's bat is what makes him. He's an elite bat, so I just think that city I was ready. Their vision at the plate was really good. They were just hitting hard hit single after hard hit single after hard hit single. I was surprised Anianola kept him going. Brady Blake going that deep. I felt like I I would go to the bullpen at that point. I know he's your best arm in the playoffs, but if your best arm just is getting it was seven zero after two. Uh, yeah, I'd throw in someone else. But yeah, I think City High is fun because they're that small ball team. It's kind of a throwback. 
team. They just really good small ball move, keep the line moving. They don't do no one's trying to hit for power. It's just a bunch of opposite field and slash pulled hard singles. Um, Obermeller was elite this game. I I hadn't realized that he had actually hit has three RBI. He had three RBIs in this game. He had a really good opposite field double uh, that went deep, and then um, he had he only had three point two innings pitched with five Ks. But I mean, there was no need for him to go deep in this game. He's gonna be rested up really well for the state turn state championship if they make it. Big if. Um. I think Indianola just got overmatched here. There's nothing really – there's no other way to put it. Fielding at the end of the game got a little sketch for Indianola. It looked like some tough plays were at, just mistakes that can't really be happening. There's a misjudged foul ball. I mean, misjudged uh, kind of pop fly that someone just didn't realize was tracking that deep. I mean, that's a tough play, but you're hoping as a, some, a fan you catch those. Um – Alex Knudsen was also really good. He had two RBIs, and then Boschke and Mitchell combined for six runs. They were really good, um, six out of the ten runs. But, yeah, overall, I'm really excited for these semifinal matchups. I'll preview those real quick. So we'll have Johnston versus Northwest and Dowling versus City High. Um, immediate predictions, I already released my bracket on iSports. It's Johnston over Northwest and Prairie, I mean, Dowling over City High, which is, I picked the upset. Dowling's my Cinderella. Uh, City High, I mean, if I'm betting my life savings on the, one of these games, if I'm betting my life savings on a team to win for Dowling or City High, I'm probably going City High. But I'm I'm still confident in Dowling. I think they have the pitching to do it. It just depends on how it's managed. And, I mean, at the end of the day, how the pitchers perform their bats are going to be hot enough, I think, for them to really get into it because they were cold coming into the playoffs, and now they've been extremely hot. Um, I do like that Bomber did not look stressed under the moment as his sophomore. He was ready instantly. The, the moment was not at all too big for him. So he he just looked like he was ready to hit right away. That double was huge to kind of get a momentum. Um, he did get intentionally walked, too, I mean. People, other teams know about his bat. They don't want him to hit with runners in scoring position or any runners on base at all. Uh, as for City High, I mean, this team, I could see this getting out of hand if the pitching isn't there for Dowling. Because, I mean, we're talking just, we just saw the most dominant performance I've seen at State in a long time. That was a mercy rule at State. I don't know. I'm again. I'm two years into covering uh, high school baseball, and I don't know if that happens. But that's ridiculous in my brain for that to happen. <laughs> A 10-0. Urbandale maybe should have been in it. They didn't have Sam Harris, who's the ace. But I mean, Indiana made it, so you can't discredit them. Um. But yeah, I'm, I I mean, I have Dowling, but City High is just as dangerous. They're a team full of elite athletes um i'm a for both for teams that are gonna pitch i mean i i assume i i have sheridan pitching i know i said that yes last podcast that sheridan's gonna pitch i didn't think they go tomorrow but i kind of like they did because now they got sheridan lined up for a big game now morrow's got better opponent batting average um 
and a better whip, but uh, Sheridan's got better ERA, more Ks, uh, less walks, so um, those these stats are not counting per versus downing, by the way. But yeah, well we'll see. I I like per downing, but I think City High could easily get it done. This is a fifty fifty game. It's gonna be. I hope it's a seven o'clock game under the lights. Two offensive minded teams are gonna be just gonna be a great watch kind of make up for some slow or like not slow but just not really close games in the first round um all right we'll move on to johnston versus northwest um we'll probably see pimble pimble versus doyle for walking northwest who doyle's been really good this year but i mean i pimble i think is the best big game pitcher in the state um He's done it before. He did against Ankeny last year. Uh, he did, he did against Waukee this year. He's a he did against PV this year, first game of the season. He's he's a big game pitcher. His ERA is higher than Willems, but it's because he pitches against the best of the best all the time in the biggest games. So, I mean, my I'm taking Johnson. I bet on Johnston. Um, Northwest, if their offense can stay like that, this is a game for sure. But, I mean, Doyle, I don't know his stuff, if it translates to being elite or if it's just kind of him having just good stats against not top comp. But, I, I mean, it's hard to see Johnson lose. Their bats were honestly, I mean, five hits today is not like a ridiculous number for them. I think they can put up 10 hits on almost every pitcher in the state besides maybe Watts or Obermiller. So, um, yeah, I mean, I got Johnston. Burkle's been hot and Doyle's been hot. So they they got that. I mean, I, I in my head, I see a 6-1 to one game with Pimble winning, winning it, shutting the door, kind of similar to what he did against Ankeny last year. But I don't get me wrong. I mean, it's state baseball; anything can happen. And for Dowling versus City High, I got like a eight versus eight to six, eight to seven game for Dowling. But so we'll get the high scoring game, and we'll get the we'll get the pitching shutdown game that we want. Um, but I'm excited for these games, and um, again, I'm hoping Johnson versus I mean Johnson versus Northwest is the five o'clock game. But I mean, we'll see. And then uh, I guess that's pretty much it for state baseball. I mean, those are kind of the top performances. I talked about those. Um, yeah. Uh, we'll move on to the, some of the other topics of the day, um, starting with some nice recruiting news in the fo- high school football world. Carter Henderson, he, got a, uh, he committed sorry, to Mankato State. A Lindmar halfback, he's elite. 1,500-plus rushing yards last season with 16, I think, rushing touchdowns or 15. Um, he's explosive. He's going to be the guy for Lamar this year, so it's going to be fun to see how he translates. Um, he, he's pretty fat. He's quick. He's agile. Uh, he, Lamar's losing a lot from last year, starting quarterback. They're losing starting a really good starting wide receiver. Um, they're losing uh, Clayton Munson now. I'm butchering that name, Musnowski, whatever. Um, 
who was a really good linebacker. I believe he played both ways. So we'll have to see how much of a workload he does, and hopefully he doesn't get hurt. But um, I'm, I'm excited to see him play. He's going to Mankato State, if I didn't already say that. Good school, really good football school. Um, yeah, they, they've been getting Iowa talent. Uh, Mankato State knows what to do, man. Um, Tommy Specht, he got drafted to the Rangers. Happy for him. He's a Dubuque Walker. He's a center fielder. He's committed to Kentucky to play baseball. But he ended up being drafted, and similar to Ian Muller's, decided to go to the MLB. Um, I mean, Dubuque Walker just pumps out dudes, man. He's Tommy Specht's legit. We'll see how he does. I hope I wish him the best. Hope he uh, he has a spectacular career. Um, Daniel Tabolia got an offer to Kennesaw State. First D one offer for him. That this guy's gonna blow up. Seven footer. Um, he basketball by the way. He plays basketball. Seven footer. Um, he goes to Grandview Christian. He, he's one of the only players I think in the state that had a triple double besides Tame and Lipsy. Um, with he had it with blocks, rebounds, and points, so that's ridiculous. Um, yeah, I pl- I played basketball with him before. You literally can't shoot over him. This man just throws it at your face if you try to shoot over him. And I've, I mean, if you go up with him, like you're done. There's really no way you can block that thing. So, um, uh, the last news. That is big as Josh Dix, man. Josh Dix is going to potentially be ready to go. Uh, I'm hyped for him, man. He's That injury was ridic- like one of the more gruesome injuries I think we've seen in high school sports, uh, especially on his, his pedigree, how good he is. To see him get hurt in a, late into the game with a – like they had a big lead. There's – I mean, that's just so unlucky. He lands on a leg wrong, and it literally breaks in half. It's it's terrible, and it looks like he's literally going to be able to recover and be a part of the Iowa season. He's not redshirting, and I'm that's insanely impressive, man. It's all the props to him. He was such a dog. Sucks that he was not able to finish his senior career. Can't even imagine that. But, uh, yeah, that that's great for the here, man. Happy to see that David Eichel had that first. And moving on to more of just what is up for the PK podcast, what's going going on next after state baseball. State after state baseball, I'm going to have team pr- profile previews for every 4A football team. Um, we're going to be going in-depth. They're going to be shorter, like max 10 to 15 minutes. But it's going to be just strictly about um, – uh, a team who are their top returners and they're like a, a schedule overview and then an over under on their wins um those are super fun I, those are, i can't wait to do those kind of get me familiar with every team and i'll probably come out with rankings after them and i'll release them on the podcast first um other than that not much on the plate for this episode of um i appreciate every listen thank you guys for listening to uh this will be out tomorrow morning from the time recording it's recording this at 12 p.m right now after state baseball uh it was electric day uh 
I'm happy about almost everything that happened today. 4-0 on predictions. We love to see that. So uh, excited for uh, in two days to see the semifinals unfold. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, share the podcast if you haven't already. Try to give me as many viewers as possible, man. That's the goal. Give you guys the news. Hope you guys have a great day. And bless up.